Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you're fascinated by conspiracies and riveted by the unanswered questions of puzzling past events, Coast Insider is what you're looking for. Insiders can dig into the huge Coast to Coast archive and listen to a treasure trove of shows covering just about every conspiracy theory you can imagine, like the infamous JFK assassination and probably a few that you've never heard of before, like the mysterious Mandela effect. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com, become a Coast Insider, and start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let's talk about mind power. Talk a little bit about Edgar Casey as well. Tell me about your interest with Casey. Well, you know, I first discovered Casey shortly after the events of 9-11. I was out at uh, the Association for Research and Enlightenment. That's the organization Casey founded in Virginia Beach for a conference. And I just absolutely fell in love with the man. He was a medical clairvoyant and a psychic who lived in the first half of the 20th century, gave over 14,000 readings, many of them on medical topics, where he diagnosed and prescribed cures for the diseases of people that he had never met. I think he had an authentic psychical gift, and he also had tremendous insights about human psychology, about ways of using your mind, ways of channeling your own thoughts so that you could improve your existence and improve the existence of people around you. He was a remarkable person. His, um, his health readings were absolutely spot on. Yeah, and yeah. and I think his others were pretty accurate too. Yeah, I mean it's it, it really the uh, they maintain a library of Edgar's readings at at ARE in Virginia Beach, and they have on file more than fourteen thousand readings, and many of them contain uh, letters of support and uh, follow up contacts from subjects who felt they had been authentically helped. It's essentially it's it's the greatest record. It's the greatest. Uh, documentation of psychical phenomenon that we have in the modern world. The subtitle of the book is The Positive Mind Metaphysics of Edgar Cayce. Tell me about that. That's as important as the book. That's right. Edgar had his own positive mind philosophy, and it's reflected in the title of the book, Mind as Builder. He believed that our life comes from a spiritual source, but that spiritual source is channeled through our thoughts. The influence of the higher, the influence of God, of a higher power, is felt and experienced by what you're thinking right now, and that our thoughts have a creative mechanism that impact the world around us. So, in essence, like reproduces like. So Edgar felt that we are spiritual beings who are kind of receptors or channels ourselves at every moment for cosmic influences from God, from a higher power, from higher laws. And that we have to watch our thoughts and our intentions and our ideals very carefully because these things are being reproduced around us all the time in literal fact. Psychocybernetics, which is a great part of all of this, uh, written in a book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. who yes. He was a plastic surgeon, wasn't he? That's right. Psychocybernetics is an interesting case because for people who don't have spiritual beliefs, for people who don't respond to the terms that I just used, like cosmic or higher laws or higher power, psychocybernetics is a secular version of this philosophy. Maxwell Maltz was a cosmetic surgeon 
uh, living in New York City, and he made a remarkable discovery. He found, and he was a really pioneering cosmetic surgeon. I mean, this guy was working just after World War II on people who were suffering from burns and disfiguring accidents. I mean, he was giving a second life to people who had suffered real physical maladies and disfigurements. Maltz discovered that most patients of cosmetic surgery did experience an improved sense of self-image. But he found that a fraction of patients, even after successful cosmetic operations, did not experience improved self-image. And he asked himself why. And he asked himself, what is this thing called self-image? Where does it come from? And Maltz came to believe that we all have within us a kind of mental engine that we use to repeat comments inside to ourselves constantly that tell us who we are, what we're worth, what our situations are. And he said, this is really our destiny. This, these repeat comments that are constantly going through our heads when we're not aware, when we're not paying attention, those things are our destiny. They shape how we perceive ourselves. And if we can change them, we can change our self-image and thus change the surrounding world. So Maltz's perspective was very similar to Casey's in that both felt that the mind was a kind of reality-shaping engine. But for Casey, the mind was a kind of engine of cosmic laws. For Maxwell Maltz, the cosmetic surgeon, the mind was really an engine of this data that shapes our self-image. He called it psycho-cybernetics. And he said, listen, what you have created, you can also change. So he really had a secular version of this mind as builder philosophy. So if a person doesn't go in for spiritual language, psychocybernetics gives you the same message, relying on psychology rather than spirituality. He had a lot of famous people who followed him, did he not? Oh yeah, it was quite remarkable. I have letters between Maxwell Maltz and the artist Salvador Dali, the, the great... Oh yeah, with uh, the long, tiny, pulling mustache. That's right, that's right. They were friends. They vacationed together. They spent time together. Now, people think of Salvador Dali as this kind of wild avant-garde figure, but he had his own problems with insecurity. He wrestled with his own insecurities, which is surprising because he was a very overtly flamboyant figure. He said that this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, which originally came out in 1960, gave him a new sense of his life. Other fans included Nancy Reagan, uh, and the actress Jane Fonda, and a whole range of very famous athletes who absolutely swear by the book up to this day as a, as a training tool. Let's talk a little bit about Maltz's power in belief. How much do you have to believe in this to make it happen for yourself? That's a great question. <clears throat> Maltz would say that you don't have to believe anything, but what you do have to do is go into a meditative state every day for at least a half an hour and picture yourself as you would ideally like to be. That's the first step in this program of psychocybernetics. That's the first step in reprogramming your psyche. And I always try to point out to people that these programs are simple, but they're also rigorous. You can begin immediately. You can begin, you know, the next time you wake up. But there is a time commitment involved. Maltz prescribed two periods of meditation a day. One, a half-hour meditation where you picture yourself in your ideal state. Two, another half-hour meditation where you're just in kind of a zen sitting state, where you learn to relax, where you learn to still your body. That's one hour of meditation a day. Now, for people who already have a prayer practice or a meditative practice, adding another hour on top of that 
is a real-time commitment. I just want people to be aware of that. Everything in modern life conspires against keeping us quiet, conspires against meditation. When you do the psycho-cybernetics program, it's very simple. It's very simple. But it does require, at minimum, an hour of meditation a day. People have to be prepared to make that commitment. It doesn't require belief, but it does require some degree of rigor. Why does time have anything to do with it, Mitch? Well, it's just a question of being aware that you have to be willing to set aside time to do affirmations, to do meditations in a world that doesn't give us any time. I mean, everything is constantly conspiring to take our time away from us. We reach for our phones. Uh, there's you know, noise coming from every kind of device around you. Even when we sleep, you know, there are devices going off, texts, emails, social media postings piling up. Everything conspires to take our time. But if you're going to get into any kind of a program of self-reformatting, uh, whether it's through the work of Edgar Casey, whether it's through the work of Maxwell Maltz, you must set aside quiet time for prayer, meditation, visualization. There's no substitute for that, even in this busy world. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.